I'll just say that whoever you are, wherever you work, whatever you do, make those connections and just, you know, show the love of Jesus in everything you do because people are watching and they're going to say, oh, you know what? I want to, I think I want to work in the church. Like I love the atmosphere of being with people that share the same faith. This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church, where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast for today. This is Pastor Schultz, and we are continuing that conversation on authentic relationships, how God has created relationships in our lives. He creates them in the Holy Scriptures, and this is a constant pattern for us. It's one of our values, too, at St. Paul. That's why we're having this conversation, to see how God has called us into relationship, and this is something he does in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and certainly today as well, here even at St. Paul. These relationships are good, they're given by God, and they help us, and they help other people. Uh, To encourage that conversation for today, we have a guest with us. Um, Thanks so much for coming out, and I'm sure many people here at St. Paul know you, but for those that don't, or maybe for someone listening that has no connection to St. Paul, can you just give us a brief blurb about who you are? Yes. So my name is Brenda. Um, I've been a member here, I think like six or seven years. Um, I serve on the Board of Evangelism. I teach Sunday school. Um, Teaching is my biggest passion. I think it's so important to like cultivate the curiosity and creativity of kids. So because of that, I work in early childhood. Um, I've been doing that like the last 12 years. Um, and I think a lot of people around here know me for having Zoe Comfort Dog yep. by my side. So that's one of my passions, working with the Comfort Dog Ministry at Concordia. Yep. Um, so, you know, sometimes I'm walking down the hall and the kids are like, where's Zoe? And I'm like, hi, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but um, yep. she's definitely a big staple of my life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's. Zoe's great though. She is just, and so is, so is Brenda. <laughs> right. I know, but Zoe's like definitely up there. Everybody loves Zoe. Yeah. If you guys aren't, if the listeners aren't familiar with the comfort dog, the idea is um, that dogs then uh, specifically, specifically this, this trained dog helps people, um, you know, be able to open up about their emotions and issues um, that they're having to then have a conversation to help them either uh, physically, emotionally, and certainly spiritually as well. Is that? Yeah, it's just like um, the dog is like a calming presence to kind of like um, calm you down, let let you open up. Um, you know, they say that comfort dogs help um, in counseling sessions. Instead of taking like four or five weeks to open up, they open up a lot sooner because just having the calming presence. Um, and it's kind of like a safety net, like a security thing, like you know, dogs can't judge you. Dogs love you um, no matter what. So it's just, it's been really beneficial at Concordia. That's cool. Well, thank you. Well, we'll jump into our topic for today. We're going to look at uh, part of the scriptures. This one's coming from the Old Testament. Most of these have been from the New, but uh, this is from Proverbs chapter 18. Um, if you're listening for today and, and you got the scriptures, awesome. You can crack it open and read along with us or else uh, certainly listen to the sound of my voice. I'm going to read the whole chapter for today. We're going to zero in on that very last verse in 24, but it's such a good chapter. Love the book of Proverbs. Um, always timely, always timely thoughts about how it teaches us to live in this world. So here's what Proverbs says. An unfriendly person uh, pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It is 
not good to be partial to the wicked and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of the fool bring them strife in their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their undoing and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. One who is slack in his work is brother to the one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. And before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Casting the lot settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. A disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. For the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. The, the poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. One who has unreliable friends. This is the last verse in it. Uh, verse 24. One who has unreliable friends uh, soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. If you're listening today and maybe you haven't spent a lot of time in the book of Proverbs, most of the book is just like what I read. It's these pithy uh, one to two verse statements about wise things. It's kind of like a manual for how God's people can live in the world. It's a book of common sense, essentially. I mean, a lot of the things that I just read are, yeah, that's that's intuitive. It's it's good to be honorable, not lie, just those kind of things, treat people kindly. Um, but the one we're zeroing in on is that verse 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You know, as we look at this whole chapter here, Brenda, is there anything that really sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, when I go over verse 24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I just think the comparison um, at the beginning is companions, which, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. is kind of like translated to neighbor. So, yeah, I'm 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 not sure, but um, so like having lots of neighbors or lots of people in your life doesn't necessarily mean um, you have that one person who's going to stick with you. You know, we read through the prodigal son last night in Bible study. And, um, you know, when he had money and wealth and he probably had so many people surrounding him. And then when it was gone, I mean, he had nobody. He he went back home. And it's just kind of like you want to have someone in your life who's like Jesus, who sticks closer than a brother, who is who's always with you. Yep. Yep. That is not going to leave you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, it is. And in this, uh, thank you. Uh, so if you're listening for it today, there is like a pause in this. It's because there was a parade outside our office, I believe. Some of the school kids were walking by and it just distracted me. So cute. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cute. So 
Yes, 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 yes. So get it into it for today. That is the big idea. Thank you um, for framing it like that. God cares about relationships in the book of Proverbs, which is, you know, a manual for how to live in this world. A lot of just common sense saying um, God gets at that. You know, it is it is good to have companions that care about you, love you, that aren't going to betray you or leave you. And that friend is is critical in our lives. We all need those that one friend or those friends that are that are with us. But as, as you so aptly said, you know, that one true friend, as Jesus even says in the New Testament, uh, he is our friend if you follow his commandments. And that friend is Christ, ultimately. If that won't leave us, that loves us, that won't betray us. And our point for talking about this for today is that these authentic relationships um, are something that we need at St. Paul. And to encourage our listeners, Brenda, you know, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, we're taking time with everybody to to encourage our listeners with some of their stories from their own lives. And, you know, it'd be awesome to dig into everything because um, I know just, you know, talking to you, 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 you have such a great perspective on, on life and education and human development. Um, but as you look at your own life, are, are there maybe one or a couple relationships or, or things that might encourage our people um, that God cares about relationships, not only in the Holy Scriptures, but here in St. Paul and even in our lives today, to see how those things are gifts from God to help and benefit us. Is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So when I look back, um, a lot of my early years growing up, um, I grew up in Kakana, and is that Wisconsin? Wisconsin. All right, I'm yeah. still learning much Wisconsin <laughs> it's, geography. It's a couple hours north of here. Um, it's known as like the stinky town, the cheese oh. town. So oh, I got cheese up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there like Kakana cheese? Yes. Okay. All Next right. time you're at the grocery oh. store, look for Kakana My cheese. My ignorance is showing. I'm sorry, everyone who's listening. <laughs> um, it's okay. You're you're still fairly new to Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but. Um, the household I grew up in was um, kind of like chaotic and necessarily Jesus wasn't at the center of it. So, you know, it's amazing how God definitely is so intimately involved in our life um, and he places these people in our life because he knows we need them and or they need us. Um, but one of the first people um, who had a profound impact is my grandma. Mm. Um, and I was when I was little, I actually lived with her for a while. And I remember being in um, one of the spare bedrooms and my grandma's out there talking to someone. And I'm like, my grandpa already left for work. Um, so I go out there and I'm like, who are you talking to? Um, and she said, I'm talking to Jesus. And it was just such like hmm. a, a conversation with just a friend. Like she was just I remember her saying specifically, did you see that? And she was laughing and I'm like. It was just kind of impacted me because I'm like, that's so mm. cool. Like, um, she's in the kitchen by herself, just talking to Jesus. And it's like, I mean, it definitely laid out a foundation for like when I was at home, like I can talk to Jesus. Um, I know he hears me. I know he's listening. Um, so she definitely had, I mean, she was my best relationship, mm. best role model growing up. Do you, do you talk like that? Do you model it like that? Your prayers today? Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, anytime I'm at home, I'm like, I'm talking to Jesus. I mean, it's just such a, it's kind of like a prayer. I mean, I might not necessarily be doing a traditional prayer, but I think just talking to him. Um, is, yeah. Is, First talking to God. That's good. Yes. Yep. Um, so that was definitely really profound in my life. And, you know, she was a woman who knew where her worth was found. And mm. um, she just modeled that every day. 
Um, so, so blessed that I had her as my grandma. Like, you know, you could have anybody, but um, I definitely needed her and God knew that. Um, Do you remember the content, any content from that very first prayer that you heard that kind of modeled that for you? I mean, I'm sure it was a pattern that you kind of saw that anything that really sticks out. I mean, when I got older, I, something that stuck out a lot was, um, the older she got, the more she prayed, like more of a lament, like Mm. Jesus be with me, Jesus be with me. Um, but it was amazing because even though I saw that the final years of her life, I mean, before that, and even through that, it was still just like a natural conversation, not necessarily saying, Jesus, help me, but, you know, thank you for this. Like, wow, you did this today in my life, or, oh, thanks for the green light. Like, such random things, but, um, you know, towards the end of her life, um, the prayers got more like, be with me, help me. Um, and I didn't see a lot of that in the beginning because she was just, I mean, not a person who complained or like, she was just such a positive person. But, um, when she was more vocal about her prayers or her laments at the end, like, you know, she was praying that the whole time. It was just, um, just such a, it was just so interesting to me how she always just conversed with Jesus so naturally. I just thought it was always so beautiful. It is. I mean, sometimes we can get so focused on like the, the quote unquote right way to pray or making sure everything's like so polished or perfect or, yeah. you know, I've talked to some people and they get the heebie-jeebies because, right. um, you know, I, I can't do it. Or I don't know how to do it or, you know, something like that. And it's just kind of like you said, it's just talking to God, have a conversation, literally have a conversation. Literally have a conversation. <laughs> it's all you need. All right. Well, that's, that is a critical one and that's good. And that yeah. kind of sets you on a trajectory then for where you are today. Oh, yeah. I mean, she definitely set me up because, like I said, I didn't grow up in a house where we went to church, you know, Easter, Christmas. Yeah. Um. So I didn't necessarily know what I needed to know. Um. So she was that role model for me. And it kind of, you know, later on in life, I knew my grandmother talked about Jesus. So later, like early elementary years, I had a friend who invited me to Sunday school. And to this day, she is my best friend. Hmm. Um, we went to college together, high school together. And, you know, another blessing in my life was her and her family because they kind of got the ball rolling for my family to go to church a little bit more um, and, you know, got involved in Sunday school and confirmation. And, you know, my family didn't necessarily go to church, but they picked me up on Sundays and brought me to church. And they picked me up for confirmation. Yes, her family. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like I may not have had a family. I mean, I guess it wasn't a traditional family where you grow up in the church, go to church on Sunday. But I was blessed with my best friend and her family. And they were definitely, you know, very instrumental in me growing my faith. And I'm super, super thankful that they were in my life because it, I mean, you definitely, you're here because of the people God placed in your life. And I mean, you think about where would I be if I didn't have this example or this example. Right. Um, But it's just, it's just such a powerful thing that God is just working when we don't even know it. So yeah, to this day, best friends, um, still super close with her family. Um, At some point, 
I started calling them actually mom and dad growing up. So yeah, um, you know, I call and wish them a happy birthday and I'm like, happy birthday, dad. But it's just very amazing that, and you know, this is something we teach here at St. Paul, like blood isn't necessarily family. Like you're my brother in Christ, you're my sister in Christ. Right. Um, and sometimes that's um, more important than like blood family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard you use that phrase on, you know, other people. Sometimes in jest, if like, you know, you're not blood related to them, but they have the, you know, different last name or same last name. Yeah. Yeah. But even, but even those that don't share your last name, still that real connection of faith to Christ, got a family in Christ. So as you kind of look at your life, um, did you think you'd get to where you are today? No. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Well, thank you for being honest. I mean, I mean, um, well, first of all, like you definitely, in your head, you have your life planned out, like yeah. how you want it to go. Um, and God's like, no, <laughs> we're going this way. Yeah. Sometimes I think like, oh, what would my life have been like if I didn't have this person, this person, and this person? Right. Because, you know, I I grew up in a dysfunctional family. So, I mean, those were the things that were modeled to me on a daily basis. So to have people in my life that were able to model the positive things and, you know, teaching me that Christ is the center of a relationship, the foundation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm super, super thankful for those people in my life because, I mean, I'm here at St. Paul today because of everybody that's been in my life. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, thanks for sharing those two critical ones of, you know, your grandma and your your friend as well. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so, so, so influential The one. I'm, well, they both are still so influential even to this day and, and, uh, in, in some capacity. And, and that's just, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy. All right. Well, that's good. I, these stories, they do make me happy as you just kind of see, it's, it's been a real blessing for me doing all these because you get, you just see how these relationships are so critical with so many different people. And I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know if anybody, you know, thinks when they're 10 years old, their life is going to go this way, and it actually maps the right. exact way. It just doesn't. Right. No, not happening. <laughs> but uh, God's got a funny way of making it all work out. And Yeah, there are no coincidences. He's mm-hmm. got it all mapped out. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up our conversation for today, you know, can you speak a word of hope, encouragement, um, maybe just like Proverbs, some good practical advice? Maybe someone is struggling today, they're in a job or a, a relationship or a family situation or something else, and they just aren't really thrilled with their relationship mm-hmm. or they're trying to discern maybe what they should do next. Okay, words of wisdom for people like that that are listening today. Yes. Something that always comes to mind for me is this sign that was hanging up in someone's house growing up, and it said, God has a wonderful plan for your life. And there was a line through it. It was crossed off. And underneath it says, God has a wonderful plan for your eternity. And, you know, sometimes I think that we're so hyper-focused on what do I do? What do I do? But I think there's like a peace and a calm knowing that, you know, for eternity, the plan is set. We know, we know what's happening. Um, But for people, like, what do I do? Um, Something that's, I work um, in early childhood and it's not in a Lutheran school, a great opportunity to witness to other people. But as the older I get, the more I realize, um, you know, 
They say if you read your Bible four times a day, it gives you, you're more profound in your witnessing. Like you mm. you have like a more stable, secure um, platform, like you're confident. And I think working with people of, that share the same faith, it helps build your faith. Yeah, It's, you keep going. Um, you know, I think back to my DCE from high school, mm. Um, another great person in my life, but she was a person of such connection. Like I always think of like, you know, when Jesus touched the person with leprosy, like he didn't have to touch that person, but it was like such a profound statement, like, like of connection. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, working in the church or volunteering in the church, just remember, like, people are always watching you. People are the younger generation, you know, the younger kids are watching you. Like, try to make connections, um, pray for them, um, be role models for them because they're going to see, oh, the best relationships I've had, you know, some of the best ones were, you know, at church, this person who volunteered. Like, so I'll just say that whoever you are, wherever you work, whatever you do, make those connections and just, you know, show the love of Jesus in everything you do because people are watching and they're going to say, oh, you know what? I want to, I think I want to work in the church. Like I love the atmosphere of being with people that share the same faith. Your grandma, when she was praying, did not, I'm sure, intentionally say, oh yeah, I'm going to model prayer for Brenda. Right. Right. It was just, <laughs> I'm going to pray. Yes. And that had a profound impact. Yeah. So. Yeah. People are always watching, learning. I mean, it's amazing. It is. It is. Ah, what a great note to end on. It really is. Thank you, Brenda. Yeah. Well, as we close for today, um, let's do so with prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for today. Bless um, this uh, conversation that our listeners might have hearts that are stirred to greater faith and repentance in you. And um, if they're struggling in their relationships, help them to see that relationships are good, uh, not to stay in an unhealthy situation, certainly. Um, but to resonate with the benefits that you have given to us in the sense of community and, and when those people do things that align to your will, uh, help them to gravitate towards um, healthy, God-pleasing situations and to certainly be an example for the sake of others um, that we might all just naturally um, do your will, to pray, to have acts of charity, compassion, tell others about your son, Jesus. And all of this, Lord, though, Help us to resonate with that forgiveness of sins that you have given to us, uh, that even when we make mistakes and fail and sin, uh, we have a place of grace and a strong refuge found in your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brenda, for coming on today. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day. <laughs>